This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Air Force aims high with twin weather forecasting supercomputers. NASA launches AI in space. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research, joined again by Tiffany Trader from HPC Wire. Tiffany, you and I haven't talked in a little while, and there's been a lot going on, but this week in HPC, the biggest story that we really wanted to dive in on is new pair of Cray supercomputers going into the Air Force in partnership with Oak Ridge National Labs combined into a single system that's going to push new capabilities in weather forecasting. Yeah, so this is a cool story. HPE and Oak Ridge and the Air Force announced this week that Oak Ridge has stood up and deployed twin Cray EX supercomputers to support Air Force weather forecasting in support of both the Air Force and the Army missions around the world. And this is, uh, they're saying that this is the first operational HPE Cray EX supercomputer, formerly Cray Shasta line. Uh, this is the first one uh, to be op- fully operational at a federal facility. So as you mentioned, there are these two twin systems that the Air Force has named, that they, they've named them Fawbush, F-A-W-B-U-S-H, and Miller after meteorologist Major Ernest Fawbush and Captain Robert Miller, who delivered the first tornado forecast at the Tinker Air Force Base in uh, Oklahoma in 1948. These are a combined 7.2 peak petaflops of computing, which in itself is big. But to me, the the um, the most interesting thing about these systems is that they've specifically been installed with room for what they're calling a midlife upgrade. And what they're planning for in particular are the upcoming AMD plus AMD integrated CPU GPU nodes, like we're expected to see in the uh, Exascale Frontier supercomputer, which of course is associated with the major DOE labs and uh, and and Oak Ridge and and they've affirmed yes it's going to be those same frontier style nodes going into this supercomputer now they've also got a smaller number of Nvidia Ampere A100 GPU blades that are also ready to go in to me that looks like kind of a safety net you know there's there's this new AMD architecture coming out and in 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 case that's delayed or doesn't work for some reason you know the way they would want it to well they've also got the fallback of the Nvidia uh, GPUs, but really it seems like the forward direction here is is the AMD plus AMD integrated on the Infinity Fabric, like we're going to see in the Frontier supercomputer. Yeah, that is that is what is really interesting about this. So the two systems that they have now are these 800 uh, node uh, with AMD Epic dual core uh, uh, dual um, CPU nodes, AMD Epic Rome 64 core. Uh, CPUs, uh, they're housed in four cabinets and they use 100 gig slingshot networking. So at this point, it's a, it's a straight x86 system, but there's this small installation of N- NVIDIA Ampere nodes on the way, as you said, and then this larger upgrade under consideration that will essentially be uh, the same the same style as the Frontier nodes, the, the future gen Epic CPU, one, one future gen Epic CPU with four instinct GPUs, of course, that's the um, the same node node style that the Frontier system will have. That, that uh, Ornell expects to field uh, that system from Cray 
um, from HPE, I should say, by the end of uh, this year. And yeah, they're very excited about that. You know, it's all about managing risk and offsetting risk, as you said, as you pointed out, by ha them, them having the the NVIDIA nodes as well. And, and they're always looking to, to manage and offset risk. In fact, with this installation, a couple of other things that were interesting about this is that um, this contract was signed before HPE finalized with on the Cray deal, August or September 2019, they um, they had to make some some changes uh, with, diverging from the intended software stack. They they ended up um, doing the slingshot as a standalone fabric manager. Uh, quote um, uh, Jim Rogers, the the person leading this that I spoke to with, he talked about unwrapping the uh, original unwrapping the slingshot from the original Shasta design, and then they had to separate out all the login nodes and service nodes and put those into a separate hall, roll some of their own software. But then, as the as the HPE performance cluster management came out, those extensions became available. They were able to to um, roll those back in, integrate those back in, and now it's all a supported um, configuration. And this is uh, deployed and, and ready to go. They have the, the certificate of readiness has been issued to the Air Force, so they'll be able to start running their, their codes on that. They, they use a commercial code uh, license from the UK's uh, Met Office, their, their unified model, and in benchmark testing, Ornell was able to deliver more than six and a half times the sustained performance on uh, the, the codes that they're using now for over their current system, which is a, a Broadwell era system called Thor that's installed up in, in Nebraska at the Air Force Base there. Yeah, Jim Rogers from Oak Ridge, whom you just referenced, was really forthcoming in your discussion with him, and and his quotes are anchoring your your article on HPC Wire. And I thought the most interesting thing I well I always like looking at the storage. This is DDN SFA 14K, but the most interesting thing in that discussion was when he was talking about it was a challenge for them to get the extension of the Slingshot network all the way out to the storage. And there's a quote from Jim: We did have to figure out how to tie those file systems back to the slingshot fabric manager that was actually one of the more difficult things figuring out how to extend 100 gig slingshot fabric to the file systems and we've managed to do that through some arista network switches said rogers and i thought that was really telling of course slingshot is is essentially a, a very high performance ethernet implementation so to be able to then put the arista high performance ethernet switches in there in order to get the slingshot extensibility extensibility of uh, 100 gigabit performance out to the file system with DDN. I thought that was a really clever implementation, but but also really illustrative to, to, to see Jim be uh, really forthcoming about how they managed to implement that and, and what was challenging about it. Yeah, there's, there's lots of interesting things here. They're also using uh, the Slurm... Oh, uh, uh, workload manager in a federated configuration across the identical systems so that they can be operated independently and concurrently. And this, of course, is, is going to um, support re resiliency of the system. So, uh, for example, uh, if they need, they, they, they can do scheduled maintenance. They don't, they don't need to take any, they don't need to go offline. Uh, essentially, the, the workload is just balanced over to the other system. So it, it essentially hides uh, where the, where the compute happens. But yeah, there's some other interesting things in here. I recommend um, our, our listeners check it out. It's on HPC Wire right now. 
And also on HPC Wire, since you and I last talked, there's been a bunch of things having to do with outer space. There's a new article on HPC Wire with a Cosma 8 cosmological supercomputer. That's another AMD story together with with uh, Dirac, NCSA supercomputer monitoring a magnetic extraterrestrial pothole. Fascinating story. But the one that we're going to be able to dive in a little more detail now is an upcoming NASA launch in uh, just a few days. NASA is going to be doing another HPE spaceborne launch, an upgrade to the previous one. And that's going to bring an HPE edge server, a pair of them, to space. We're going to be doing AI in space. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of neat space-themed stories. You mentioned the Dirac AMD one and the NCSA one. Those are those are from our our editor Oliver Peckham. And then the the story we're talking about right now, this uh, spaceborne story with Microsoft H in HPE. That one is by our editor Todd R. Weiss, and it's up on both HPC Wire and Enterprise AI right now. So this is a this is a neat story. Of course, I think many many most of you will remember the spaceborne one system from HPE that was sent to the International Space Station in 2017 to test out the uh, the hardening of the, the HPC servers in, in space conditions. Well, now there's a space-borne computer, too, which, like everything else, has uh, now has a hefty dose of AI edge and cloud computing in the mix. I really liked seeing the uh, quotes from Mark Fernandez at HPE, an old friend of mine back from my early days at SGI. And this is interesting in terms of the use cases here, first of all, because really eventually if you're going to start building up toward Mars missions or, or astronauts being quite di distant from Earth in any way, uh, ideally you'd like to be able to do inference uh, with your science that's local as possible and do computation local. But then Microsoft has also been involved in this project together with Azure because there's only so much you can do locally. You're not going to ship an entire frontier supercomputer to Mars. So what you can do locally, you'd like to do inference locally and thus AI in space. But to the extent that you can burst out to the cloud, this is interesting in terms of Microsoft's involvement here to do cloud bursting from space to an Earth-born uh, cloud. Now, in one sense, sense uh you know this is outer space it's the ultimate in edge computing in another sense the space station right now is only 220 miles away it's more than 220 miles between you and me right now so uh but but there's no cable there's no wire and with the international space station mark makes the point that you're dealing with a lot of 1980s technology up there in the sky so uh you don't really have the network bandwidth you'd like to have and microsoft is now getting involved in this project to figure out what we're going to do with the network connectivity uh and how we're going to be able to do cloud bursting back home from space. Yeah, that's right. And we'll take, take a look at the systems themselves that, that they'll, they'll be sending up. They're sending up these HPE edge line, edge systems uh, to operate on the edge and take, take advantage of AI and, and machine learning capabilities. And it also has an onboard NVIDIA 
T4 GPU. So uh, they say one of they have the four servers and all. They have uh, some Intel stuff, and also they have uh, they're they're Intel based, I should say. And then they also have uh, GPUs in, in one of the servers to to take on these tasks like image processing, artificial intelligence, machine learning. And, and you mentioned some of the, the use cases, right? Well, some of the, the use cases they mentioned do pertain to the types of things that they might, of course, want to do uh, in space regarding um, modeling for, for different missions, plant and hydroponics analysis to support food growth and life sciences, and then also medical imaging, um, let's say with ultrasounds, uh, be able to do ultrasounds on the ISS, uh, International Space Station, to support uh, the, the health of the astronauts there. So those are some of the, the use cases you're looking at. The, the really neat thing is this hybrid edge AI use case, uh, and then you know looking at how they'll get around some of these uh, bandwidth and also latency concerns. Too. It's 220 miles up, and right now they were saying they only have a speed of two megabits a second up and down. So they're in, you know, you and I have around 50 megabits coming into our home. So they're, they're, that's going to be, that's going to be one of the things they're prioritizing is increasing those speeds. And then when are they going to, they're going to launch this. It's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, this, all this new hardware, software and services, it's all scheduled to launch to the International Space Station on uh February, on February 20th. 20th. Yeah. February 20th, big launch coming up. It's going to be huge. And it, I, I'm glad we're talking about this story because in one sense, this is an ultimate HPC story for us to go talk about. We track as analysts high-performance computing from the world's largest supercomputers down to entry-level HPC. And sometimes people ask us what the floor is. We tend not to track you know, the technical workstation market or things that are done on PCs. And in a sense, this is the most ultimate of entry-level HPC systems. It's tuned nodes that can work in parallel and it's got a specialized component but what we say about entry-level HPC is that it still winds up being exciting because where we see it deployed anywhere it tends to be things that are still done by the leaders in their fields and you might find someone who's only got an eight node server but whose application is completely unique and they're still advancing science or engineering in their field because they're the only ones with their particular use case this is the ultimate in that it's a two node HPC cluster, but it's going to be in space and it's doing new applications that are particular to that environment. This is an important entry-level HPC system, and I'm glad we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's an entry-level HPC system that they say may help them with a future Mars mission. So the, the ultimate ultimate edge in space. Well, it's, I should say it's an entry-level system, at least in terms of the number of nodes. If we look at it in terms of the right. cost of the system and what it costs for facilities and putting it in place, that would probably put it into the supercomputer class of price band, but I think we'll keep it in entry-level for number of nodes for right now, just the more the challenges of being an analyst. Let's watch for that launch on the 20th. Sure will. All right, Tiffany, thanks very much for helping me wrap up a couple of stories this week in HPC. And thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.